Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you may be, we thank you for tuning into the inaugural episode of the Founding Fellows Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach Rainsford, and this is your other co-host, Braden Hine. What's up, Braden? I'm doing great. That was electric. I'm, uh, I'm fired up to go. I'm fired up to go. Me too, buddy. Me too. It's uh, been too long since I've seen you. First off, how you been? Uh, you know, life's a bit boring, obviously. Uh, I can't complain too much. You know, roof over my head, food on the table, not paying rent, living like a bum in my parents' bed. <laughs> but uh, how are you? Man, but, I'm st- uh, no, it's all right. I'm so bored. I'm starting a podcast. So that's how we're doing over here. So yeah, one of 10,000 started in quarantine. Hopefully we stick out a, a bit though. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah. We both got these uh, blue Yeti mics. Those guys, I mean, I don't know if they're publicly traded or not, but <laughs> oh, I that would have been a company to invest in them. Zoom. Yeah, no. Those companies are watch, watch out for Q4, Q4 revenue and, and earnings <laughs> for that company. It's going to be disgusting, but I guess we'll, we'll hop right into it. The premise of the podcast, uh, kind of for people listening, we kind of just, for the average Joe, we just want to talk about, you know, things ranging from, from sports to a little bit of politics, you know, unbiased perspectives on things, just kind of a you know, normal guys chatting, normal fellows chatting and just kind of about what's going on in the world. Maybe give you a uh, perspective a little bit uh, away from, you know, mainstream media, whether it be, you know, CNN, Fox News, or even ESPN with the, the, the control bias in sports. We're kind of just going to ramble on like a bunch of goofballs, I think. Sounds like a great time to me. Have you seen that? Uh, speaking of social media and like media and stuff like that, have you seen that uh, movie, The Social Dilemma on Netflix? No, I haven't. I, I heard about it. I'm kind of scared, honestly, to watch it because like, <laughs> it's like, I kind of want to stay naive to or ignorant rather uh, to it. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things I, I'm aware, you know, dad is the new oil. Um, yep. But at the same time, it's, I kind of just don't want to know the details, right? Cause it kind of, I think it sketched me up from ever using electronics and whatnot. Cause it just, what people have told me, it's like, Holy shit, man. Like they're, they're monitoring you this, that, and the third. I'm like, man, like, I almost don't want to know the extent. I got to just kind of be careful with what I say on the internet, which everyone should be. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to watch it. But you haven't, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it either. I was just curious if you have. I heard it's uh, very eye-opening though. So no, no, I'm I'm petrified of that. But yeah, me too. I just I kind of yeah. I just watch what I say. I try not to put stupid shit out there that I can't take back. Because like you know that, that's a valuable sense. lesson. If it's out there, like you you click send on whatever it is, like a, a picture, whatever it is, like it's out there. Yeah, it's just common sense at the end of the day, really, what it comes yeah. down to. You know what I'm not petrified of, though? The NHL restarting. Oh, we got news of that maybe earlier this week. And let me tell you, we've got the uh, the NHL restart. I think it's January 13th, 14th, 15th, something like that. Yeah, and, mid-gen. And we've got the World Juniors coming up December 25th. Merry Christmas, eh? What do oh, you think I'm about excited. that? Uh, first, NHL, super excited, a bit nervous. Um because from what I've gathered, obviously, I've seen the – I don't have the divisions pulled up now, but I've seen them. Um, like, I think it's a bit naive to to sit back and, and think that there's not going to be COVID cases on teams, especially in the U.S. Probably happened in Canada, too. Like, we're not even doing that that great right now. Like, I know we like to sit on our high horse and say, hey, like, you know, you idiot Americans. But at the same time, considering our population, we're doing a terrible job ourselves. Uh, and the fact that we have all these lockdowns, too, it's just inexcusable. But, uh, you know, all Canadian division kind of scares me being a Habs fan. I think it'll be really competitive. We got a really good young team, a lot of prospects, but you do have like some of those heavy hitters, even out West, like seeing McGee's role in the town, like, you know, my palms are a bit sweaty, like naturally, but like they're, they're soaked when I see McGee's role in the town, like for a doubleheader, I'm like, Oh, 
Yeah, knees weak, yeah. arms are heavy, eh? Yeah. Yeah, what are you saying, though? What do you think? Well, I'm a Leafs fan, and quite frankly, I got to tell you, I am fired up. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see. I really – I got to be honest, the Habs offseason has been good. You guys had a really good offseason. Um, I mean, yeah, the Leafs filled out a bit of their bottom six. They didn't have to move any of the core guys despite the salary cap not going up, so that's exciting. But, man, the defensive core of the Montreal Canadiens is massive. No, like, I, I love it. I love those it. Those are um, some heavy-hitting guys. I want to pull up Habs roster for 2020. I guess it'll be 2021. Won't it? But no, they're. I already loved. I already loved their back end. Like I love Shea Weber. Uh, obviously, when that deal happened, what was that like? Four years ago? Not five years ago? A while now, yeah. Uh, yeah, a while ago. I was. I was a bit taken aback by just the salary issue. Like I believe he has an extra year on his deal, uh, a little yep. bit higher than than Subban's, and he's a few years older. Uh, you have the roster pulled up now. Yep. No, I got it. So left defense. I'm, we obviously side Edmondson, but we got. Uh, I'm not. Even, I'm just going to talk. Probably who I think is going to be in the lineup. Obviously, top three. So you got Sherratt, Edmondson, and Romanov. I think Romanov's going to be in there first year, like a lethal Russian weapon. Oh yeah. And then you got Petrie, Weber. You got Kale Flurry, um, Young. I wouldn't be surprised if they shifted Mete to the right side, um, just so he fits in that that top six D pairing. Uh, you also have oh, – what's his name? I'm slipping right now. Uh, Noah Jolson. Yeah, he played for the World right, Juniors yeah. Canada a few years ago. I think he broke his jaw last year, so he, he missed most first of the year. Pick. Yeah, he's he's actually showing a lot of promise. He did before he got injured. I kind of hope he's not injury prone. But, uh, no, the Habs are like their back end is just monstrous. I'm pretty sure Sherrod's yep. like 6'4". Weber's obviously like 6'5", 6'4", 6'5". Edmondson's – like six three, I think he's a monster. Romanov, I'm not sure if he has the height, but he's pretty robust. Um, so like, yeah, it's just like a couple pillars on the back end that are going to just do some damage to. I think yeah. teams like the Leafs, right? Because you guys have kind of been known not to be a team that likes the greenness, mm-hmm. kind of shies away from it. Like you're chipping pucks in the corner, like Matthews, Nylander, you know Marner. I don't see these guys wanting to go get the puck. That's why I was really hoping the Leafs are going to re-sign Clifford to a cheap yeah. deal. I was I'm so, really well, hoping he was going to come back, but you, know, you just got Thornton now. Like, uh, what do you think of that? You guys are like so young and then so old on your your bottom six. It's kind of ridiculous, no? Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. If you take a look at uh, kind of like how Tampa won last year, what they did signing veterans to like short uh, short deals like Bogosian and Shattenkirk and stuff like that. Maybe it's an answer. Like you can get these veteran guys on cheap deals, and it, that can help out. But I, I don't know, like. Thornton, I guess, uh, apparently he's got lots of hockey left in him. I was, I think he's playing over at HC Davos, or was. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, the coach was saying he's he's by far their best player on the team. Like his hockey his hockey senses. Well, I hope so. He's a hall of he's a hall of famer. He's playing in Switzerland, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously so hope. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't regress too much. Business is the top player in like the British leagues. So go on. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he hasn't regressed too much. So no, and then World Junior front. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for World Juniors. Like every year, it's pretty big for me. It's exciting. Uh, I always look forward to it. But yeah, I, I, I know nothing about it. You, you mentioned uh, before we started, you were talking about Lafreniere. I said, save it for the podcast. So he's not being loaned to the team. No. So it was announced before there was a start date for the uh, 
resumption of the NHL season. Okay. And I, I, I gotta be honest. I was pretty rattled. I was really fired up to see him cause he dominated the world juniors last year yeah, yeah, and yeah. he still had another year of eligibility. So I was like, let's go. This kid's going to light it up. He could put him on the ice against five Russians and he might even win the game. Like, like this yeah. kid's so good. Yeah. Um, no, that's obviously <laughs> a bit ridiculous, but yeah, he's electric and it would have been really nice to see him, but I can completely understand at the same time where the Rangers are coming from keeping him. But another interesting world junior stat for you, the Canadian team has 20 first round picks this year on the Jesus. roster. 20. That's gotta be a record. Yeah. It is a record. Yep. And I think gold it's, enough. it's gold or bust. It's gotta be. So like, yeah, it just sucks. The fans aren't there. Cause they're out in like red deer, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be getting those Albertan fans out there. That'd be a yeah. whole time. Oh, oh, my they're, they're wild. I love Alberta. They're wild out there. But, uh, yeah. and what about uh, Byfield with LA? Is he any word on him? Yeah, he's playing. He's in the world. Oh, this year. He's uh he's a big guy. He's, yeah, he's a monster. Throw his body around more this year. I think last year he was wearing a cage. I would have messed with me mentally if I had to wear a cage in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he's, uh, he's just buzzing out there this year. He should be electric and it's going to be interesting to see like, such a big body, right? He's six five. Like, is that like a Getzlav type player? Like, maybe it is. Like, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, Getzlav's not known for his speed. Like, can this guy keep up with the speedsters that are like maybe five eleven, like six foot, just so mm-hmm. small, fast guys? So it's going to be interesting to to really see how he performs. He didn't get a good. He didn't have a good showing last year at the World Juniors. Like, yep. I mean, he was okay. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't Lafreniere by any means, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how he does this year. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, because you're seeing. Just today's game, you get smaller and smaller, faster and yeah. faster. Right? So it's to see someone like that drafted so high, it's like um, it's refreshing in a sense, actually, because I miss some of that old school hockey and and not knocking him and saying he doesn't have that speed or won't be able to develop that speed. But uh, no, it's just kind of refreshing to see. But we were both just watching the Manchester Derby, and uh, I actually fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep three times watching it actually. So yeah, that, was uh, that was that was a tough game. What was there? I think uh, three shots on target uh between three or four like between both sides like that was yeah yep. oh my gosh no, I, and I, yeah. i'm a united fan and obviously last last week and earlier this week actually in the champions league it was a abysmal performance defensively um and it's been happening time and time again you know united's had, had is having to climb back in the second half even in in uh, domestic play but that was the only good thing i think you can draw for united fans today it's kind of like a there's like takeaways, right? Like the the back end looked a lot more solid. Uh, Shaw, I think, played a tremendous game on the back end. He didn't get out. Yeah. He didn't push. Like he, he did push a, a bit, but he didn't really create anything off off the wing. But uh, defensively, they they were more sound out the gate, which is like it's something we haven't seen in a while. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really good. It's really exciting. But uh, I don't know if there's any other takeaways for it. It was kind of a, it was a bit of a stinker. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a Man U fan. I'm not. I don't follow as much as you do. That's for sure. But I was. Hoping for a little bit more action, right, from a derby game, but that is what it is. Is what it is, and I think we should probably roll into some political stuff now. You, okay, uh, you want to talk about get... Dougie Ford? Oh, let me go to this guy's comment section on his Instagram posts because wow, it is a bloodbath in there, and I'm not sure which way the bloodbath is really going. So well, that's the thing, right? You kind of can give you know a loud voice to a very small minority of people on social media. That's why it's like a, or not necessarily a problem, just kind of a, a reality. So it is hard to measure. Uh, I was I was following. I think it was last week, right? It was like Doug Ford out or Doug Ford. This was trending, and I was like, 
it's just oh, like yeah. every other week people are just up in arms like and being a politician like especially right now you just can't do anything right i'm not defending the guy no. i don't particularly i'm not like too fond of him i don't i don't really dislike him it's kind of there's not really much to go off of right now it's just covid and that's the smoke screen i even see the federal government using but yeah you got some you got some funny funny stuff pulled up or what yeah just some of these comments like i don't know like everyone's calling for him to like resign and stuff like that but i don't know why they're calling for him to resign like there's obviously two sides it's either lockdowns are stupid like it's a 99.9% survival rate or we need to lock down more. And I don't know where these people are commenting, like what side of the spectrum they're on. So like this one's a good one here. Uh, Christmas at Costco and Walmart, just meet up there. Unbelievable. Talking about how like <laughs> small businesses are being shut down, but like Costco and Walmart are staying open. Uh, let's see what else we got well, here. It boggles my mind, man, that the way it's been handled thus far, even in Ontario, it's like they, they have their models there. Uh, you know they have their data and they have their models for when to shut down you have the different colored zones and whatnot but it's it shouldn't be that black and white it should be you know you should actually look at the track record of a business okay are they yeah. in an area that is highly affected but have they taken all the you know precautions set out by the, laid out by the government they have all their ppa products they're only allowing certain people in their stores at a, at a certain time um and have they had any outbreaks have they had anyone confirm with the tracking apps i know not everyone uses it but have they had these people uh, has the store actually contributed to the problem at hand? And if not, then how can you justify taking that basic right to make a make a living away from from someone? It just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't care whether you're a liberal, an NDP, a conservative. It's just I think it's okay to ask these questions because I don't think it's a black and white issue. Yeah, it's it's tough for sure. Okay, but speaking of conservatives, here's another one. So this guy uh, says, Doug, I've been a conservative voter my entire life. These lockdowns are not effective and hurting more than they are helping. Enough of this. So that kind of insinuates that this guy is not going to vote conservative again, right? Um, like, who are you going to vote for then? Like, yeah, It just depends, right? Like, it's not necessarily, yeah, it's just like depends, I guess, on partisanship measures. I, I haven't seen a lot of studies on it. It's probably out there on, like, obviously there's a lot in the United States and it takes a lot to switch over, but I'm not sure if it's the same in Canada because we have a, you know, a multi-party system rather than just the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 honestly hilarious. It's like a coin flip. These people are like freaking out one day and then they love something he does. But Twitter yep. just split. I don't think we can even pull something from this, man. Like it's just one day everyone's calling for to resign and the next day the tweets are positive because he's done something. It's just kind of like a, it's a sham. Oh, it's you know what I mean? It's just like, like what is going on? Man? This comment says third time's a charm, baby. I don't even like, this is phase, like <laughs> the second wave. <laughs> Does this guy, does this guy have a third wave that he have a first and second that we missed? Because I remember the first, but uh, I didn't know we were on number three. Yeah, I don't know if some places have been like locked down for a third time. Is that, I have I know, no idea. Not, not that I know of. But and I've been I, following it pretty pretty steadily, right? Because I'm a commercial pilot. It, it impacts me uh, pretty greatly, right? Our, our, uh, our industry has been really rattled by it. but Yeah, and you're, you're closing now? Like you're working at the airport, you're, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, well, I'm in Windsor, right? So we just went to lockdown. So uh, we're shut down for a couple, a minimum 28 days. So, well, dude, the problem is like, there. obviously it doesn't affect Windsor as much, but it affects areas between like Waterloo and the GTA. Yep. You have Toronto doing all these lockdowns and now what's happening in certain communities. You have all these people from, from Toronto that are you know going out using gyms and, and other cities using stores and restaurants in other cities. And now you look at Guelph, for example, rising cases and, you know, other areas like 
Milton and, and, and once they, those places get taken over, it's just going to keep pushing, you know, Waterloo will be overtaken. And it's just like the people in the GTA kind of got to just wake up. And, uh, I know it sucks. I, I don't really have sympathy for the people as much as like I do, right. Cause of mental health and everything, a hundred percent I do, but I have more sympathy for the, the small business owners. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if everyone else is locked inside, like, and not going to the gym, like, you know what, like stay locked inside. I know it sucks, but all you're doing is you're bringing the problems like to another community. So yeah. kind of boggles my mind, but yeah, it's, it's the lockdowns really just their short-term pain for long-term gain. Like let's just yeah. shut it down or whatever we need to do to get over it. And saying that short-term pain, long-term gain, you know, NBA stars talking to the media might be painful at the time, but it's going to make them a lot of money in the long run. Right. So I don't know if you recently heard about uh, Kyrie Irving. Did you hear a quote from no, him? No, I did. Yep. Calling the, calling the media pawns. I was reading actually uh, about that today. Um, he, he's had a really interesting relationship with the media. He's kind of been up and down and I don't want to call him manic, but I even checked out his social medias and it's just kind of like, what the hell is going on here, man? He's posting like just the craziest photos. Like, I'm oh, like, yeah. like he'll be like, just like the other day he posted a picture of a, you know, a native, uh, chieftain i believe and he said like something about calling him like a fighting bull or, or a bull or something i was just like what is like what is going on here i don't know like what state of mind he's in i don't want to presume to know but it's kind of i just don't know what's his, what his deal is man i know he he kind of plays that holier than thou card with the media and he's like oh they're biased they're not putting money here in communities it's just kind of like i think his views just distorted man i'm sorry for the little ramble but yeah. i was just like i don't i don't understand it Man, at the end of the day, you can't be calling somebody that's just trying to make a living a pawn. Like, that's just so yeah. disrespectful. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's – I read that. Yeah. I was like, wow, what? That's just a horrible thing to say. Like, that's so degrading. Yeah, I I, I don't know what his deal is. I, I don't know if he's ever going to mend the fence with the media again, but who really cares, man? Like, yeah, Brooklyn this year could be, could be sweet, obviously, Durant, if he's healthy. Um, I've never liked Kyrie. I don't think a lot of people in the NBA like Kyrie's kind of just a spoiled brat of the NBA. He's the Antonio um, Brown of the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of, I kind of hope people just stop giving him the time of day, stop listening to him. Um, he kind of just whines. And as I said, yeah. he's not really making sense anymore. Yeah. I'm um, saying that the Raptors though, the Tampa Bay Raptors, that's, yeah. that's a little <laughs> odd, but uh, they've got their first preseason game tonight. What do you expect? Like they've kind of overhauled their center position there. Those they're big guys. So you think uh, they're going to regress in the standings this year? They had was it the second or third best uh, regular season record last year? It was they were top three for sure. I can't remember exactly what it was, but no, they, I don't know. They were pretty good. I don't know. I haven't followed the Raptors too much this off season. Uh, I saw Ibaka's gone, right? Ibaka and Gasol both left for LA teams. Ibaka went to the Clippers on a two year and like just shy of $20 million deal. And Gasol went to the Lakers for uh, somewhere around the veterans minimum. And I saw they gave Van Vliet like a, a shit ton of money. I think he got about 85, just short of 90 mil, which he's been sick. He deserves that yeah. money. No, he's dope. But who else have they brought in? Like what you're talking, you're mentioning the centers. What were they? Yeah. They centers. So they brought in, uh, Aaron Baines and Alex Len. Aaron Baines uh, basically looks like Jonas Valanciunas, uh, six foot ten, two sixty. 
Alex Len okay. is uh, seven foot two fifty. Interestingly enough, so I played uh, varsity basketball in high school, and I was about six two at the time. I went to a small high school. Not a big deal. How are you? <laughs> but uh, I was the center on my basketball team. That's how bad our team was. They had the six foot two guys center. Now you got these guys like uh, six ten seven foot. <laughs> like, I'm trying to I'm trying to go up and get boards against guys that are like six seven and like i'm in like 10th grade like trying to jump like no (laughs) it was tough i uh i don't think their ops are going to be as good this year um i haven't i don't really know much about the players coming in you got an an aging lowry um is his deal up in the end this year i really hope so i believe so yeah yeah i really hope we don't re-sign him he's kind of he's coming to the end of his career i think he's is still a heads up passer. He doesn't have that clinical finish. That's ability. controversial. Once in his career, yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of of Lowry. I think he really, hmm. you know, people. I think he is kind of the heart and soul of the Raptors. But I think that we're poised to make a change after this year. I'd love to see the Greek Freak. Um, I, I know there's talks about that. Has he? Did he resign though with the Bucks? Did he, he resign that extension? Not, no, he has not. I think he has like a limited December 23rd, and then he has to wait till the off season to like resign too. Yeah, which so. honestly could be a completely uh, false fact. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not gonna fact check too much on this podcast. We're just gonna no. kind of <laughs> rip, rip it off. And if we say something and uh, you're like that doesn't sound right, yeah, you should probably Google it. But <laughs> yeah, he's I believe his deal's up at the end of the year, and he's got a great relationship with Masai Ujiri. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, uh, Masai and Giannis can Masai can lure Giannis in and then sign them. And well, I think Masai needs to stick around too. I think he, yeah. his deal might be up at the. I think it's coming up soon, so he's got to they got to resign him. Well, he deserves to get paid, obviously, with what he's done. Even just Blank check. the team com- competitive, right? He's kept the team competitive, and like we haven't had that all star superstar presence since Kawhi, obviously, and yep. our last season. But it was still such a good team on the floor as a collective group. Um, and Nick Nurse deserves a lot of credit and praise as well. But yeah, I think Lowry, you know, maybe resign him for for dirt cheap. I don't even know if he'd do that. You know, he kind of claims to be the heart and soul of the team and probably not about the money, but like, who knows, push comes to shove if he had actually do that for the team to have a chance of winning another championship. But you bring a guy like the Greek freak in, um, you're going to be attracting so many other um, free agents, obviously. And it didn't help in the playoffs two years ago on that uh, championship run when when Durant got hurt and they were kind of booing him and stuff. I, I think that was kind of, you know, it was disgusting, honestly, to watch. I don't like Durant either, but uh, it was pretty gross. And I think that probably is, doesn't sit too well with a lot of the NBA players. So that is obviously a deterrent for coming up to Toronto as well. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't like, I don't think Lowry's as good as people think he is. It's, it's very controversial, but I the think one thing, he's, he's a liability now at this stage. The one thing that guy can do is take charges. Oh, oh my. Yeah, yeah no, he's still, I think he's still a good player. I just think he's yeah. way overhyped because he's in Toronto. Yeah, he's making what I think thirty-one million this year. So it's uh, stupid. Like if you look at his stats, like I know yeah. stats aren't everything, but in basketball they're a whole hell of a lot. Uh, you know they're yeah. very important in, in basketball. Um, but you know he does other things away from the ball. But anyways, yeah, let's let's move on from the raps because people are probably gonna be pissed. I'm just <laughs> ripping on the like Canadian star. Like, well, not easy. Nah, he's Philly. He's star from of the Philly. Canadian. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I meant the star of the Canadian <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Let's rip some uh, some Twitter Twitter stuff right now. I was just just by chance I was looking. Little Wayne faces up to ten years in prison after pleading guilty to federal weapons charge. Where did that come from? Let's just kind of <laughs> explain what we're going to be doing here with the, uh, yeah, 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 go, go, the go Twitter on. trends first. So, 
uh, just kind of an idea we had to just kind of get some content to talk to you guys about uh, is whenever we're recording, we're going to just open up Twitter and go to the top trends and just kind of talk about a couple of the things just off the cuff, nothing prepared uh, and just kind of see what we have to chat about. So yeah, little Wayne. Um, well, two things with little Wayne, I was reading this last night, coincidentally. Uh, yeah. He's facing up to 10 years on federal gun charges. Uh, that mm-hmm. sucks. That's ouch. And he also sold his uh, masters to Universal, I believe, for $100 million. So maybe he's getting a liquidating some assets to get some big, uh, big time lawyers in there. Um, or he's, he's leaving, he's fleeing, who knows? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I heard he just bought a real nice house down in uh, Costa Rica. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Like you typically see these big guys, like big celebrities and stuff, get off these charges so it's i do i think he's going to do time i don't actually know like what the uh like what actually happened i just saw like the 10-year federal gun charge like he didn't shoot somebody no i don't think so i think he just has possession, he just had possession? Yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean who knows though man i bet if i were a betting man which i am i would bet that he's gonna get off like i don't think he'll go to jail he'll probably have you, to can, you probably can bet on that which is like so fucked up <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else did I see? I saw this one exciting for a lot of people. I like Star Wars. I'm not like a, a huge, huge, huge fan. Like some people, I'm more into like Game of Thrones, but Hayden Christensen, so the guy, Anakin Skywalker, returns as Darth Vader for Obi-Wan Disney Plus series. So I think that was announced yesterday, which had people so excited. Okay, I saw some Baby Yoda memes going around. So maybe that's what that was about. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are you a Star Wars fan or what? I i'm not really i didn't we see we saw han solo i think a few summers ago when i was when i was there for school oh dude and, like, i stayed i stayed in the summer remember and, and yeah. we went and saw it was han solo i think that was a great yeah. movie i'm always down like if if one of the boys texts me like hey let's go do something even if it's like i don't know play like pickleball or something i'm yeah. sold like you've convinced me yeah. right away i'm i'm fur to fellas when it comes to that like so yeah i think we did watch that i'm not a star wars guy i've I can't even remember that movie. I don't know who Han Solo is. I think they were in like, <laughs> like a junkyard or something like that in that movie. And they had to like escape some worldly thing. I, I oh, can't. Amelia Clark's in that movie though. Amelia Clark's in that movie. Yeah. I probably remember that part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, yeah, she's sick. She's sick. Oh man. Uh, what else we got? Um, Serb. Serb's trending right now in Canada. This is actually, is it? this is kind of crazy. The Serb stuff. Cause so apparently the government, here's the story that's going around Twitter right now. The government is issuing uh, repayment demands. Some, some are claiming by the end of the year. And some, like there's a woman from PI, apparently was asked to pay $18,500 back and serve, serve benefits by the end of the year. Wow. In what world? Like, so obviously there was, I like to, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt and say it was a mistake, right? For, for this, for, for Let's just say it was a mistake. Where's the 500 and come from? The no serve payments were 2000, right? Where's that five? That's a, uh, could have been like a, the time she got in and then like stopped, stopped. Yeah, she, like Cause I think pro-rated. you can do. Yeah. I think it was kind of weird. Probably maybe there was a time where they tried to do it every week and then bi-weekly and then ended up at, at the month. Okay. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Interesting. Obviously I think that's kind of absurd to, to ask that of her so quickly, unless she, you know, unless she has a lot of money and she took advantage of the system, that makes sense. Like if she's sitting on a fat stack of cash and she's kind of just yeah. was trying to milk the system, yeah, I'll, I haven't looked into it though. But what, what, what are you what are you thinking? 
I, uh, I've seen that a little bit recently that like, especially like small business owners that like typically pay themselves like from the business were taking mm-hmm. serve and then they're like being issued, like they have to like repay it. I think that's ridiculous. Like if their business suffered losses and they weren't able to pay themselves like through the business, whether it's on like a standard payroll or not, like, I mean, the service to, it's a, what's the C Canadian emergency relief benefit. Is that yeah, what so, it is? Uh, com- Canadian emergency response benefit, I think, or re- something along those lines. Regardless. You could, like, could be right. Yeah, yeah. It's for Canadians. It's from the Canadian government. Like if somebody's applying for it, I'd say 99 times out of hundred, they needed the support. And like, especially with like what the small businesses have gone through as far as just specific to small business owners. I think it's kind of crazy that if, if they're, revenue was was decimated that they were not able to or they now they have to repay the serve like i think that's Mm -hmm. crazy but yeah people that like they're sitting on like yeah like you said fat stacks of cash taking the serve that's a little bit ridiculous like yeah i mean i'm gonna have to pay that back now for them like right like through taxes and stuff like this is well that's the thing it's like it, it almost rolls me into something else i wanted to talk about and um it was they, they just announced a new environmental initiative yesterday, the, ooh, the ooh, federal ooh. government. And kind of what they've been doing is so they had they already had aggressive um, initiatives set in place. They wanted to have, I believe, it was fifty dollars per ton tax on yeah. on emissions by twenty twenty two, I believe it was. And it was it was supposed to go up, I think, ten dollars every year. And Trudeau just came out and actually raised that by 2030. All right. Hold on to your socks here. This is a big figure by 2030. Now he wants it at $170 a ton for carbon. So, okay. I got um, a question about that though. Yeah. So measuring a ton of carbon, is that like, so it's obviously I have uh, kind of like the airline thing going in my head right now, right? Mm -hmm, Cause that's going to be big for the airlines. So is that like based off a ton of jet fuel or like, how do you yeah, so I, I believe it's kind of along the lines of, you know, you've heard the word or term carbon footprint kind of pushed yeah. around. I'm assuming it's similar to that. Um, Yikes. They'll be able to calculate it, you know, uh, for each industry and uh, based off, you know, how much hydro they're using for manufacturing and this and that. And I was actually reading a very interesting report today. Um, I can't remember the institution that published it, but it was very credible. I probably should have that pulled up. Um, and it was kind of talking about the different industries that are going to be affected. And this was actually a couple of years ago when the carbon tax was first uh, put into effect or, or even talked about. Um, and there's more than just, I, thought, I don't think people really realize this. There's more for certain industries than just paying a little bit more in, in tax, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's also to do with uh, like certain companies can actually can't. And not that you'd want this as a Canadian consumer, but some people, this is how they justify it. Oh, okay, well, the price will be pushed onto us. Um, yep. A lot of industries in Canada, you can't actually do that. You can't actually push it on um, for sometimes just because uh, it's not how it works in the industry. Like they, it just doesn't make sense. They're not right to consumers, right? It'll be more uh, even business to business. You can, you can make the same argument, but the big thing that comes in is actually competitiveness because obviously it's a global economy and you have all these companies that um, are having to compete in a global economy, right? We have the U S yeah. next door, our biggest trading partner who doesn't have anywhere near as much environmental uh, standards as we do, whether you believe that to be good or bad. And I'm not, I'm not taking a stance on that. I'm, I'm neither here nor there in this conversation, in this context. Um, but by having this tax on them, there's certain companies that first and foremost, can't pass it on to, to consumers for a wide array of reasons. And a lot of them is it's going to be with competitiveness. And they were talking about some of the industries that are going to be affected, obviously, um, 
you know, the petroleum extraction, etc. stretcher with natural resources. Um, I think the That's gonna aerospace. Cross yeah. The, well, he, he doesn't, the, the current government doesn't seem to really care too much about that, but even I think it was aerospace was one of them. Uh, car manufacturing was one that uh, was going to really be affected by it. And it was talking about the prices going up. Um, and it was kind of showing the parallel. I, I urge everyone just to kind of Google this if you want, if we want the finger, uh, the figures, but uh, it was interesting, you know, it was like all these are, and, and manufacturing in Canada is already kind of is weakened, you know, and yeah. to throw something like this on there, it's, I don't understand what this whole anti-manufacturing and anti kind of natural resources uh, stuff is kind of about, and even for the consumer's sake, I know I'm on a bit of a rant, but by 2030, uh, the liberal estimate is that we're going to be paying 39.6 more cents per liter of gas. And that's only 10 years away. And good thing and, I sold my truck. Yeah. And you don't need to be a genius to, you know, you can, people will be screaming, Oh, inflation, inflation. It's like, come on. That's uh, <laughs> that's some hyperinflation right there. Like that's, uh, that's insane. Yeah. So, and, and they're talking about giving rebates to families that'll cover it. They have no idea what they're talking about. Cause they got asked about, okay, what about heating your homes? That's going to cost a fortune. Oh, well, we think with this rebate, it's just, it's a circus. They have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to finances. It's been proven that throughout, throughout coronavirus, I believe they're spending the most per capita in the G7 and the G20. We have terrible unemployment numbers. And now you're dropping this tax on people that are struggling. You and I were just talking about businesses closing. So it's like, they're going to be, these people's livelihoods are going to be affected for maybe the rest of their lives, but definitely the next 10 years. And then yeah. you drop this on Canadians. I don't get it. I'm not even looking at it like from a partisan partisan view. I don't mean to even get heated about it. I just don't understand. And that's what bugs me the most is that when I can't understand something, you know what I mean? I don't know what your take is. I just talked for, for so long. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this guy is fired up right now. Yeah, I'm no, uh, seriously. I, if we were to put a thermometer under his mouth, he'd be running hot. Like I'd be getting, I'd be getting tested for COVID after that. Like they'd be like, you got a fever. hundred percent. So yeah, basically my main takeaway from that is uh, I hope uh, Elon Musk keeps pumping out cool cars. Cause it looks like I'll be owning a Tesla next of that. If gas is going up 39 cents yeah. a liter, like you, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, yeah. 10 years, 39 cents, more, more 40 cents a liter. And who knows if that'll even hold true. It could be higher and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. And And it's just, where does, you know, where does it end for Canadians? Like how much you can't, you know, even talking about that Netflix tax, they just rolled out with he that was promised in their campaign. Um, I, I don't like to get too partisan, obviously on podcasts, but in Trudeau's campaign, it was a campaign promise that he would not put a tax on companies like Netflix streaming sites. He just did it last week. What? Okay. What was that? Like, what was the tax? So it's just like a HST sort of thing or? Yeah. I'm not sure the, uh, the actual structure of like the taxation, but essentially it's a, it's a tax just on streaming services because there was some people call them loopholes. It, it just based off structuring, there was a way for these companies. Um, Cause you have to think, right. They're streaming in all these different countries. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of tax implications for that. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was just kind of centered around that. And he kind of said that we're not going to, take that away from them because it doesn't take a genius to know that that is a, that is a business that can directly pass that tax onto its people, onto the, to its customers. Yeah. And Netflix is at like 14.99 now in Canada. Dude, I just got an update on my TV yesterday. Your subscription price is going up 14.99. <laughs> it's a good thing. My mom still pays for it. Thanks mom. 
Yeah, no, I don't pay either. <laughs> <laughs> I say mine, it wasn't mine. It was just the family TV. Yeah, we got the family plan and going here. Motrin. <laughs> the perks of being a young 20-year-old or a young 20-something, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously, ridiculous. Though. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, where does the buck stop? You got these, it's just, life is becoming so expensive. Yeah, you know where it is not expensive, though, tax-wise? Monaco. And I think that's where I'm going to have to move if it keeps going in this direction. Because first off, yeah. You got the Monte Carlo Casino there. Uh, Let's go. Second, have you seen just the living style or the lifestyle in Monaco? Like, yeah. Well, you do you? uh, I would love to live there. You follow you you and Olson, right? Yeah, that's exactly where like my mindset went to. That guy, I love that guy, dude. Mar his house in Marbella is amazing. Fire. And then then when he goes to his like his flat in in Monaco, it's like a whole other experience. I just love it. Let's shout this guy out for, because uh, he needs our shout out. He, that'll really yeah. grow his brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this guy does vlogs. Uh, it used to be daily. Now I think it's gone down to just once in a while sort of thing, like once every mm-hmm. week or two. Um, his name is Yoon Olsen. He's a former Swedish uh, freestyle skier. Yeah. Uh, one very successful. Um, Red Bull athlete. Yeah, Red Bull athlete. Uh, his name spelled out is J O N. And then his last name, O-L-S-S-O-N. Check him out on YouTube. This guy, like, yep. his lifestyle is unbelievable. Like, he's, he's married Even the now content with a kid. Like, nice to watch. Oh, he's got some of the coolest cars that I've ever seen. This guy, he does, like, project cars, like, on, on Lamborghinis and stuff. Like, just absolutely insane car builds. Yeah. Like, yeah, travel vlogs, car vlogs, everything, man. I guess, no, it, yeah. He's one of, like, those dynamic YouTubers. But uh, no, that's when you mentioned Monaco, that's who I think of, you know what I mean? Cause he's, yeah, a hundred percent. He's living the life that every fellow wants to live. That's for sure. No, a hundred percent. hundred percent. I think he's got another kid on the way actually. Yeah, he so, does. I saw that. Good for um, him though. Yeah. But uh, did you see, uh, kind of getting away from politics and everything. I'm kind of politics out, even though I just like black, I blacked out. I don't even remember what I, what I said. This guy doesn't uh, even know what podcast he's on yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, where am I? He's like, what are the fellas? Uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> Gretzky's Ricky Carrot value 1.29 mil. What's your take? Oh, that's who, who bought that? I, I, I have no idea. That's that just, is, I don't know. It's disgusting. I don't even it's, know. If, I'm lost for words. I'm sure it's anonymous, but that is insane. Like, was it valued or did someone actually buy it? No, sold. Sold for 1.29. Oh, oh. I saw a couple of weeks ago that it was expected that it was going to sell for over 1 mil. And I was like, no, nah, there's no way. Like, maybe like, it'll go for maybe a couple hundred thousand. But no, there's, there's some rich hockey fan somewhere that spent $1.29 million dollars. You could get a real nice house for $1.29 million. Yeah, you could do a lot with one million. You could do a lot with $1.29 million. Like, that's insanity. And this guy decides to spend it on a single Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky rookie card. Dude, it's so funny. Actually, I have, like, a bunch of box sets of hockey cards, like, some of which I haven't even gone through. Like, I just have a shit ton of hockey, like, thousands of cards and, like, actual sets. And like when I hear these prices, there's like part of me that's always like, yeah, man, like <laughs> just take a day and like rip through and like just see if you see any like sick players, you find some rookie cards, like kind of just stashed away in these sets like you got from garage sales and stuff as a kid or, or whatever, like they just didn't even know. And then like, dude, I just like open up the closet and there's just like thousands of these are like boxes on boxes. I just like, I can't bring myself to go through it. You know? <laughs> yeah. You find a Gretzky rookie card and then I'm looking for a new podcast. So it's because you just like you move somewhere. It's like. 
Song. Like Kongs or something. <laughs> See ya. I'm like, oh, all right, sounds good. <laughs> but uh, well, I guess I don't know. I'm good to wrap it up here. I don't want to keep it too long. First EP. You know what I mean? I got I'm one like, quick question for you. Okay. Though. Okay. Yeah. Hit if me with you it. could have one rookie card from any like major sport, I don't know, like if like soccer cards are like a thing, like or football. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Let's assume that they are. Uh, any major sport, one athlete of all time, who's it going to be? Okay, I gotta. Okay, I, I have an idea. I just don't know if they made cards way back then. Like, when did they start just making? Who? Yeah, just assume they doesn't did. matter. Yeah. Okay, I'd say probably Babe Ruth. Oh. I'm not even. I'm not even like a huge, oh. huge baseball fan, but I feel like that would just be like a legendary. Dude, That's they definitely did. They definitely made Babe Ruth uh, like baseball cards. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick here. Oh, Babe Ruth rookie card value. Whoa. Okay. 500 this is interesting yeah yeah that's not bad but uh yeah i think i'd probably go with babe ruth just so iconic you know such an iconic figure in the world of sports i thought that that like based off gretzky's like 1.29 mil i thought this was going to be like but it's all about great. production right like back then they could have been greedy and just there's too much volume like i know obviously yeah. you lose it over time but uh there still could be a few more out there i have no idea all right i'm just gonna google here what is the highest value Sports card, I guess. Sports card ever sold. Considered the holy grail of sports card, the Onus Wagner T206 tobacco card is the most valuable ever, selling at 2.8 million. What does that even mean? Yeah, what? Who is Onus Wagner? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say that. I was like, what the? And what's T206 tobacco? I have no idea. I'm, I'm looking. Homeless. Okay, so he's a baseball player from 1909 to 1911. Okay, I wasn't born then, so that's probably why I don't know who he is. <laughs> 3.25 mil. His career Holy as a player shit. began in 1897. I don't even know they had sports back then and ended 20 years <laughs> later. <laughs> and, uh, wait, 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 his career as a player began in 19, 1897 and ended 20 years later. In 1933, he would become the coach. Okay, never mind. Those numbers do add up. I thought it was saying in 1933 he finished his career at the Pirates, and I was like, oh, that 1897 plus 20. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Zach Galifianakis in uh, The Hangover doing the yeah. math, like yeah. math numbers going around my head. Like that, that, that doesn't add up. Not a math guy, but. <laughs> Jeez. No, yeah, that's the 3.25 mil for a card. Who has that money? That's crazy. That is nuts, dude. Yeah, we will after we sell our licensing rights to, uh, you know, some major podcasting brand. Oh yeah, <laughs> already peaked interest and already peaked yeah. interest. <laughs> Can't wait to buy myself a Gretzky rookie card from our uh, earnings initial earnings projected at zero dollars. Takes all of his bonus, <laughs> just buys a rookie card. <laughs> it's an investment. Yeah, it's still paying six hundred dollars of rent in this house, uh, <laughs> but I have a Gretzky rookie card. So how are you? <laughs> hey man, should we wind it up here? Yeah, yeah, we'll wind it up for the for the first EP. And uh, how often are we gonna try and do this once a week? Yeah, I'm down. Like, I'm not working right now. So, I, dude, I could pump an episode out once a day. Don't think we get the listeners for that, but. (laughs) Yeah, we can do once a day, maybe maybe twice a week if we're feeling risky. Whenever we've got uh, new stuff to talk about, I'm down. Yeah, I think we will see sports firing back up. As you said, basketball uh, preseason starts tonight, World Juniors, and then the NHL. So, like, it should be a busy next uh, month for sure. It's a good time to be a sports fan. You know what? We got the majors, the Augusta. Oh, oh yeah yeah that's yep. coming up uh, in spring it's... that's gonna be fun all right I thanks guess we'll buddy call it here and yep. uh yeah chat, yeah